I sure know a lot about TV and movies and music too. So join them for the special show. They want to talk about those things too. It's the Fangirly Show. Hi, and welcome to the Fangirly Show, where smart girls go stupid for pop culture. I'm Ellen. And I'm Whitney. And today we're going to be talking about Stranger Things and the new Netflix show, or maybe not as new, but the fairly recent Netflix show, and also how the Netflix model is changing the landscape of TV as we know it. But first, let's get started with some fangirly talk. Fangirl talk. <laughs> it's been so long. Ellen, it's been really long. It's mostly my fault, because I have had a very, very crazy summer. It's 100% Ellen's fault, because she's had a very crazy summer. <laughs> but I am so happy to be back here talking with you, because, you know, I like you and whatever. So, um, Whitney, what what are you squeeing about lately, and lately this summer? I was tempted to, oh, I've got like a bajillion things. I'll try and truncate it, though. I've got this one thing in particular that I'm squeeing about, and I tempted I was tempted to not say anything about it because I almost know for certain that you're also squeeing about it, but there's this little web series <laughs> that just premiered oh. a couple of weeks ago called The Kate uh -huh. Moreland Chronicles. It's written by oh. none other than Ellen Lloyd. Yeah. Oh, the weird. Ellen Lloyd. Yeah. It's really good. She sounds like a bit of a hag, but, you know, continue. <laughs> yeah, a hose beast of the highest order, but um, <laughs> but her writing is real sharp. Um, it's it, Ellen, it's been so good. I can't, like, the production is so good. Your writing is so good. <laughs> like, the acting is so much better than I ever, ever dreamed that it would be. I mean, it's, like, it's crazy. Are you freaking out about it? Um, yeah, it's, I feel it's weird because I'm, like, I'm super obsessed with it <laughs> in that I love, like, seeing what people are saying about it. Like, uh -huh. I spend a little too much time, like, trying to troll all of the social medias and see, Ugh. like, if people are talking about it. Um, if it's so, trending. But it's weird, though, because, like, I feel connected to it, but also, like, disconnected. It's, it's really strange. Um, but, yeah, I'm super happy with how it's been turning out. Um, I'm so excited for people to see how it all goes down. Um, we've had some really enthusiastic response, and that makes me happy. And, yeah, it's been fun. Well, it's been fun to watch. And I'm just, like, I'm, I'm well in with pride is, is how I'm feeling. <laughs> Thanks, what? The other thing that I want... We have not spoken since Civil War came out. So I have to say something about Civil War. Whoa. I know. It's been months. So um, just real quick, Civil War was, you know, predictably bananas. I think we both loved it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everything's about Civil War that could be said has been said, so I'm just going to leave it at that. It was great. Um... More recently, I saw Suicide Squad, and I just, I loathed it. Yeah. I gathered that from your review. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, like, kind of a scathing review of Suicide Squad. And, like, to be fair, there were things about it that I liked. Um, the acting and the writing were not one of them. <laughs> I just, like, I didn't... Uh... So some major points, the acting and the writing, just those two little things. Just Yeah, just those two minor details. And then um, I, I guess I kind of liked the aesthetic of the movie. Like, it was a, kind of a different direction for DC at some points. And then at other times, they kind of, like, dropped back into that whole dour, dark, like, gloomy DC thing that we've come to expect. And I don't know. I just... I'm getting... I'm getting to the point where I just don't like DC movies. And now I'm trying to get excited about the Wonder Woman movie, and I've definitely got my reservations about that. So, I don't know. We'll probably talk about all of this at a later date, but that's that's sort of me right now. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. You know, reviews and comments like the ones that I've... I have yet to, like, meet someone who liked it. Um, so, you know, like, I've asked people... Whose, whose opinions I respect, um, and everybody kind of seems to be on the same page with this one. Um, 
so I don't know how much I'm gonna rush out and see it. I I, pro I do kind of want to see it in theaters, but it might just be kind of like a sometime in the future, like later this yeah. month I'll maybe see it. That's fine. I wouldn't bother trying to put it in your calendar or anything. Yeah, we'll probably have to have a, maybe our next episode will have to be kind of like the summer movie roundup, but um, kind of a disappointing summer, I feel like. Yeah, in a big way. All the movies that I got really excited about this summer were okay. I, Other than Suicide Squad, nothing sticks out as exceptionally bad. Like, Star Trek was pretty good. I actually really liked Star Trek a lot. I liked it too. I just, it, it was kind of like another Star Trek movie, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, yeah I liked it. Um, I, I thought it was really fun, though. Yeah, no, it was, and, and it was cool that, it was cool knowing that, like, Simon Pegg kind of co-wrote this one, and you could kind of hear his voice in it, and that was, that was fun. But. Yeah. Definitely a lot more quippy than past. Yeah. Big time. So, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I was kind of disappointed this summer. Yeah, we'll, t we'll talk about that probably next time, but, um, okay, anything else that you're squeeing about or not squeeing about in regards to the only sports. other thing i can think of is, and it's like not even pop culture related but i just got a job at this um this long-term care facility as a nurse <laughs> and it's Yay! and it's super haunted <laughs> so <laughs> so that's good news for you <laughs> yeah no it's it's wicked good news because once my patients are asleep and i'm done with like my work i like troll around and hunt for ghosts which like puts me in a really happy place so, <laughs> haven't found one, but, you know, the truth is out you're, there. You're using everything Sam and Dean have taught you. <laughs> and then some, yeah. They don't really let me carry around a sawed-off shotgun, but what are you going to do? All right, I want to hear what you're squaying about. Okay, well, first of all, I just moved to Austin, Texas, Ooh. and I'm loving it. Um, somebody is supposed to be joining me soon, and uh, that makes me even more excited. Somebody um, will be joining you soon, and somebody is peeing her pantaloons about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we're, we're very excited to live together, in case you can't tell. In pop culture news, as I said, I've been very busy this summer, so I haven't had a chance to, like binge as hard as I usually do, mm -hmm. um, but I've had some time this past couple weeks, so I've been binging pretty hard. Um, I finally watched all of Grant Chester, and I am so <gasps> sad that I was late to that party, because I have been writing such a James Norton oh wave, gosh. it's ridiculous, because oh he is so beautiful. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't know I you know I heard about the premise of the show is that there's this preacher in post World War II England who helps this local detective solve crimes and you think like wah, wah. yeah like you're like oh that's so dour and old fogey <laughs> but not he so is, no not so at all he is uh, very I'm nice. I'm to bang <laughs> that drum. Yeah, real hard. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very nice. Um, it shouldn't work, but it, it really does. Um, and you know, the show's good and too, whatever, but, um, he is very nice to look at. So, I was really into that. Um, I also just watched all of Preacher. Um. <gasps> How's that? I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, okay, mm. so this season is obviously, um, cause this season is setting up what the comics are about, mm -hmm. um, the, the comics are about these, these three people, a preacher who is housing a angel demon baby in his soul, um, an angel demon baby? <laughs> yeah. It's very... Yeah, I feel like you would probably get into it, Whitney. Well, you said the three watchwords, angel demon baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I liked it and I didn't. Um, I'm, pro I'm definitely going to give second season a try because it does do some interesting things 
Um, and also Dominic Cooper. I'm not always like totally team him, but he is pretty attractive in this one. And I, I, I liked some things that happened in the first season, so I'm gonna give the second season a try. Okay. But not my, so not like a ringing endorsement, but it was fun. And then the other thing is that I've been watching is Great British Bake Off is on PBS right now, and I love that show. Um, it's so good. Uh, it is. Everything that I, like, want out of a food program, it's baking, which is my favorite. It's British, and it's quaint. It's the best. (laughs) I love it. You guys, if eye rolls were audible, mine would sound like this. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it's, like, the most predictable thing I've ever talked about. That's, like, the most Ellen thing I've ever Whitney, it's so good. It's the best. I love that show. I believe you. (laughs) Also, no joke, Ellen and I got to see each other a couple weeks ago when she came into Utah to pop in on the production of her web series, and um, she introduced me to Fix Her Upper, and whatever, I'm a fan now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! (laughs) It's... Fixer Upper is the best HGTV show. Well, they're just ever. like the cutest on screen couple oh, I can gosh, imagine. I so. Love them. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's your homework for moving to Texas. Like, okay. that'll make you excited to move to Texas. Um, because I needed to be more excited about moving <laughs> to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I have had Olympic fever the past mm. few days. Um, I've just been digging on the Olympics. Um, also, today I watched some rugby, and why have I not been watching rugby? That is an organized a... sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind looking more at the rosters. Ooh. Like, that's nice. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think I found my type. <laughs> not rugby so much as rug butt. That was not one of my better ones. Let's edit that one out. <laughs> nope, it's saying. No! <laughs> so rugby, huh? Uh, so that's what I've been squeeing about. Lots of things. But Well, it's been a long time. I know, it's been so long. We've accrued um, a lot of squeeze over the months. Okay, so with all of that squeeing now done, um, let's head into our main topic. Um, so recently, Netflix released uh, all of the first season, as it as it does, of their show slash miniseries. I don't know what we're calling it, but the show is Stranger Things. Now, um, if you are not aware of this, it is a 80s set um Steven Spielberg and Stephen King inspired show that focuses kind of on mainly on this group of kids who um find a girl who has some special abilities and they kind of delve in to oh also more importantly I think they have a friend that goes missing and then they also find <laughs> oh, yeah. this girl and they, so with the help of this girl with special abilities, they are trying to find what happened to their lost friend. Um, and some other people are also trying to do that. I don't want to like say too much about plot just because it's kind of a fun ride to have with the, along with the show. That was the worst setup ever, but um, it's good. And we're going to talk about it, it today. So Whitney. What did you think of the series as a whole? As a whole, I really liked it. I think I watched the whole thing in the space of 24 hours. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah. Um, I binged the whole thing um, in one sitting. It's hmm. it's very <laughs> <Wow>. engrossing. <laughs> it is, for sure. Yeah. Um, I loved it. It's kind of like I've been pitching it. It's like E.T. meets X-Files conspiracy theory meets, like, supernatural lore. Like, it's got very, it's like... And also, like, meets Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the kids, there's the main, I think the main group, right, is this group of kids. And they're really I good so. kid actors. And kid actors can get on my nerves, but I really liked the 
the kid acting in this was, I think, good across the board. I agree. Yeah. I was impressed too. So there's a few different stories in this um, that kind of all serve the same plot. You've got the group of kids who are trying to find their friend. You have the kid's mother who is trying to find her son. And then you have the kid's brother who is also trying to find his brother. Um, And I kind of, my main issue, I understand why they did it, but I kept wanting, there's these three separate groups of people, kind of, and I kept wanting those three groups of people, like, hey, go talk to her and figure out what she knows, and you go talk to them and figure out what they know, and then maybe this would go a lot, a little bit quicker, because they were all kind of trying, they were all figuring things out at different rates, but they were all finding out different information. I'm like, if you guys all put, you know, joined forces, you would figure (laughs) this stuff out a lot quicker. (laughs) Yeah, but the show would have been over a lot quicker, too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I was kind of like, I was like, why are these children not going to, you know, his mother? And why are, you know, the the mother not talking to the kids and all this stuff? It was kind of frustrating. But Um. that was like my only qualm. (laughs) <laughs> I I didn't have the same qualm. Um I I kind of liked those three separate stories and then I thought it was really satisfying when they finally all came together and then they started kind of working as a unit to find this kid. Um I, th- I thought it worked. You no, know, I I I mean I understand why it happened the way it did, yeah. but just in my as a sh- as a watcher, I was kind of like, "Hey, you guys, let's uh Let's be cohesive. Let's do this. So a lot is being said, Whitney, about, like, the nostalgia factor of this show. Um, And like I said, it's obviously borrowing heavily from kind of Steven Spielberg and Stephen King and some other auteurs of that time. Um, uh, Because it's set in the 80s and it's kind of borrowing heavily from a lot of the pop culture of the 80s. So, do you think this is more copycat or loving tribute? I, when I watched it, I didn't read it necessarily as, like, a copycat. Mostly because I think all of the the nods to Stephen King and Spielberg and stuff like that are very deliberate. Like, it just feels like it was intentional, and the story itself was still really original. Like, I don't think that the story itself was super derivative. I mean, there were certain parts of it, like, the little girl that they find is kind of like an E.T. character... Like, the kids, like, kind of running around, they've got, like, a Don, like, a Donner thing, and, um, I don't know, like, yeah, I didn't read it as a, as a copycat. I didn't think it was overly derivative or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I know that, you know, we run into this a lot, you know, a lot of people thought Force Awakens was a copycat Mm. as opposed to a loving tribute, which we've already talked in depth about that, you Mm -hmm. and I, so we we won't get into that again. (laughs) So I think that it's more of a loving tribute because I th- they're very they're very open about the fact both you know when they're being interviewed and when they just within the context of the show I th- I feel like they're very open about the fact that they're taking a lot stylistically from from those people but I also feel like they kind of add a lot more mysticism than you know you might see in a Steven Spielberg um maybe not maybe you do see it more in like a Stephen King but you know I feel like the whole because eventually they solve some of the mystery of where the the kid went um Mm -hmm. and it ends up being kind of mythical and mystical yeah um and I think that that is kind of more you know you don't see about that as much as in those kind of properties that it's borrowing from as you do here. Yeah, and the other thing that I was thinking of was that um those those Stephen King and Spielberg films that they're they're referencing they also exist within the story. So like the kids themselves, they make reference to these stories that uh that Stranger Things is kind of loosely based on. So it's not like to me that speaks more as like a tribute. Because the show is aware of these properties, like you said, and, and they exist as, as, like, part of the, you know, the sphere. Yeah. As opposed to, like, living in a world where, yeah, these things don't exist. Yeah. Um, do you think that this could be set in present day, or do you think it needed to be set in the 80s? 
Honestly, I don't know. It, it did not necessarily need to be set in the 80s. I see why it was set in the 80s, because like you said, there were a bunch of movies that came out in the 80s that were in this vein, you know, this like kind of horror sci-fi um, genre. But no, I mean, the story could have, realistically, it could have taken place at any time, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like maybe, but like, I, first of all, you'd miss out on the clothes well, and the, yeah. the awesome soundtrack. The soundtrack's really good. But that would have been um, true of, like, the 70s or the 60s or <laughs> the yeah. early 90s. But I do think that, um, like, I think that in this kind of day of geek chic that these kids wouldn't be such outcasts as they are in the mm-hmm. 80s, um, you know, just because they like Dungeons and & Dragons and X-Men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like now kids who like that are like oh that's cool um but i feel like you know if you're gonna have them be kind of like nerdy quote unquote Mm -hmm. um and then also be outcasts because of that which i do think is kind of important to the show like it is a little bit better to set it in the 80s but overall it probably didn't need to be set in the 80s but it is i do like that about it yeah, no, I did think it added to, to like, the story as a whole. I just, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Okay, let's talk about something else that's really important about Stranger Things. Let's talk about the return of Miss Winona Ryder. Winona. So Winona Ryder... <laughs> Winona Ryder plays the mother of the missing boy. She kind of unravels during the course of the show or seems to unravel maybe she's not as crazy and unraveled as she first might appear to an outsider looking in but what did you think of her turn on Stranger Things winning? It made me really happy I know I'm not the first person to say this but the thing that I liked about this particular role for her at this particular time was it was like a very Winona Ryder-esque thing to do like it's sci-fi and it's a little bit weird and it's 80s centric and it's quirky but it's like I think it was also like a grown-up role for her she's dealing with kind of these grown-up themes but still kind of in her comfort zone of like you know 80s culture weird movies yeah um, I kind of love that she is, like, the mother in this show that kind of pays homage to the decade that created her, right? Um, and kind of created her career. As mm-hmm. And as much as, like, this project kind of seems to be kind of in her uh, genre, I guess, I don't remember seeing this kind of role for her, though, because she's much more broken. No. And she's you kind of, like, see this, like, I feel like usually she's kind of the creeper and now she's like the creepy (laughs) so if that makes sense (laughs) um perfect sense (laughs) so not that she's ever been like you know a killer well except for heathers but um but and even then that was like totally situational yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) totally um so i kind of like i do feel like while it's in her genre it was kind of like a cool different role for her Um, and I just think it's nice to have her back. Like, I don't know if she fell out, you know, kind of off the radar of her own volition or if, like, she wasn't getting as much work after her little episode. Um, (laughs) but, you know, I don't think that episode warranted us, like, turning her into a pariah, so... Well, and I mean, if Robert Downey Jr. can revive his career the way he has, like, there's literally no reason why she can't do the same (laughs) thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think she's just as talented and, like, just as easily, like, like, watchable as Robert Downey Jr. Um, And I just read this article in NY Magazine that was kind of talking about, like, her take on that, and she talked about how she was dealing with kind of like, Hollywood anxiety and stuff like that, which I thought was interesting because this character that she's playing also deals with anxiety. So I wonder if this was, like, kind of a really deliberate thing for her in terms of, like, the role that she picked. Yeah. I just, yeah, I thought she did a really good job in it, and it made me just, like, yeah, I remember, like, she's really good. I'm glad that she's back doing this stuff, you know? I know. So. I know. I hope this leads to more things for her. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so in terms of this being on Netflix, because, it, it, like I said, it's on Netflix, so um, 
Could this show be on a network or a cable network or does it have to be on Netflix? I thought about this and I I kind of zigged and zagged because while I don't think it necessarily had to be a Netflix show, I don't think I've seen a Netflix show that necessarily absolutely had to be on Netflix. Mm, well, I take that back. There are a couple that really couldn't live anywhere else. But I can't picture this show on any other network. I've tried. Like, I, I thought about it on, like, an AMC-type network. And I think that's, like, the closest you could get. But even then, it still doesn't feel like the right property for that network. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I was kind of thinking more, like, it could maybe be on an HBO. But it really, it yeah. really can't. I don't... I would not want it to have any more episodes than it has. And I think that no. the binge format for this is just, like, so perfect because it's basically just, you know, an 8 to 10 hour movie, however long it is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because when you think about, it doesn't feel super episodic. Like, it all just feels kind of like one large cohesive story. Um, yeah. Well, and a, and a lot of, like, binge-watchy shows are starting to feel that way anyway. Yeah. I wonder if that's just, like, the nature of the beast now. Yeah. And I also just think, um, you know, I... Because this really, it, it moves, you know? Like, doesn't have any episode or even, like, storyline that I feel, like, is filler or... You know, I feel like with all of these, especially the network shows with the 21 episodes or whatever... Um, you run into so many, you know, like we've talked about superhero shows before and mm -hmm. I love superhero shows, but there are so many, I wish that they could have shorter seasons because with all of those shows, you know, they're all trying to tell like a larger story over the course of a season, but they just because of the nature of the beast, like you said, they have to have some episodes where they face a case of the week or something that has nothing to do with like the larger story at hand. And yeah. I love that with these shorter seasons that we get on Netflix and some cable networks that you just don't have that. Um, because it's not necessary. <laughs> like let, let yeah. fan fiction handle that. Like they'll take care of, you know, <laughs> cause they will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Believe me, they're already on top of <laughs> they it. They are so on top of it. Um, <laughs> but, so I just kind of love that this, you know, there's not anything that's wasted here. It's all part of telling this larger story. Um, and even, you know, like I said, there's these three separate groups of people that are kind of leading towards the same, you know, case, or we'll call it. Um, mm -hmm. But they all kind of are part of the larger story at hand, and I like that. I agree with you. Okay, so in terms <laughs> of of Netflix, so how is the Netflix model changing TV, and could it be doing some more innovative things? Um, so, like, you know, we can binge watch whole seasons, but it still seems to be following kind of the network formula of, you know, seasons of 4 to 13 episodes that come out annually. Um, are they missing a bigger opportunity to shake up how TV is scheduled because they don't have those restrictions? What do you think? You think that I, have a, I would have, like, a more thought-out answer since I was the one that wrote this question? <laughs> but, um, I just, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Netflix is so cool, and then it's doing all these things, and you can watch entire seasons at one time, and you can watch them anytime you want. You don't necessarily have to wait for them to, you know, um, air at a certain time. And then also, like... Why do they have to have seasons at all? Why do they have to have a certain number of episodes? Why, I don't know, I, just in my mind, I feel like there are other things that they could be doing. And then kind of like what we talked about a minute ago, it is nice that they're doing shorter seasons so that, like you said, they don't necessarily have to have case of the week filler episodes. But I think that also, again, like we mentioned before, it lends itself to um, shows that aren't necessarily as episodic as they used to be. You know, it's like you literally have a, like this large, broad arcing story that's broken up into pieces that are a bit more, you know, manageable. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I feel I, I personally like their model. I feel like they kind of allow for, for more cohesive storytelling, like over the course of a season as, as opposed to the episodic nature. But then I also feel like their shows... Mm -hmm 
that they also allow to be very episodic. Like if you look at Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I feel like that is ripped right off of TV, you know? Like True. that is very episodic. Whereas Stranger Things, I think, has more of that specific Netflix vibe where it's like this is a larger story that is just being, you know, given to you in some more digestible pieces if you don't want to sit down and watch eight hours of TV. But if you do, like, sit down and watch eight hours of TV like Ellen <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> but, and so, I, I, I kind of feel like, I like that they, it's very obvious that they kind of just let the showrunners do with it what they will and that they have yeah. a lot more freedom over there I feel like they have a lot less kind of network big wigs calling the shots and saying like hey we're ordering 21 episodes make 21 episodes for us I feel like they probably yeah. you know shop around for shows and then the show owner says I think we're going to be able to get 8 episodes out of this and they're like cool I think we're going to be able to get 13 episodes out of this awesome like I you know I <laughs> Do they do the thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah. I was giving thumbs up. You can't see, but Ellen's, like, throwing up thumbs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I just really like that, at least outsider looking in, that kind of seems to be what, what, how they run things. And I Mm. like that. I like that, that they can do that. And as a, and in regards to kind of the season order and, like, the way that they release things I think that they probably are always gonna do you know a season a year just because of production it's just easier to shoot a whole season and throw it up online and do that only I don't know that they could do it any quicker than that you know and I'm not necessarily concerned about like the the timing of it it's just when you have absolutely no restrictions the way Netflix does you just you don't necessarily have to follow the network model and I just I've never understood why they've done anyway well I'm not a business person <laughs> bottom line is I don't know what I'm talking about I I just wonder well like okay so like what would you like them to try I guess I would like them to try to consult me personally <laughs> on which actors butts I would like to see <laughs> And when I would like to like, see them. I don't need to see Kevin Spacey on House of Cards. That's not necessary. Okay, well, speak for your own damn self. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I have the worst Kevin Spacey dad crush. Girl. Oh, speaking of dad crushes, I really mm, like yes. the sheriff uh, on Stranger <gasps> Things. Me too! Okay, awesome. (laughs) I told somebody that, and they were like, weird, why? And I'm like, he's attractive. (laughs) Because he's dad-tractive, yeah. (laughs) And he's also a man in uniform, and I have, like, a weird Oedipus Mm. thing with that. But, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Do you, like, wish he was secretly your dad, and then you buff him, and then... Like, no, I just have a thing oh, okay. for men in uniform because I grew up on military bases surrounded by men in uniform, so. Do they make you want to claw your own eyes out? <laughs> anyway, let's get back to anyway. Netflix. Um, <laughs> okay, tell me more of your thoughts. Well, I mean, I've kind of told you my thoughts, oh. but I do think that you kind of, you know, I feel like Netflix is kind of, you know, people either like the binge format or they don't and I kind of like that you have um, the option yeah like you you can I personally have no self-restraint and I will always binge every show that comes on Netflix that's just how I am Um, okay we're gonna have to rework that because if you watch shows without me when we live together I'm going to be (laughs) like balls to the wall angry (laughs) that is gonna be difficult um but uh, you know, like, I've talked to some people who have watched this show and they, like, watch one every night or they try and split it up a little bit. And then I do Ooh. like that you have things like Hulu where, you know, they are, they're still releasing their shows, like, once every week, you know? 
And I don't know how much I prefer. I don't know that I prefer that to the Netflix model. But I like that. It's different, for sure. Yeah, I like that they kind of have their way of doing it. And Netflix and, like, Amazon have their ways of doing it. I kind of am interested to see how um, television, you know, cable and networks are kind of trying to capture some of that Netflix magic. Like, um, I don't know if... I don't know if we've talked about this or um, or not, but and when the first season of the TBS show Angie Tribeca came out, they like released it all on a 24-hour binge yeah. on TBS, and they just like put it all out there, and they just had it like looping for 24. Yeah, hours. my DVR sagged under the weight of Angie Tribeca. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of interesting. It's kind of just an interesting experiment for TV to try and see how it worked out for them. Um, and I actually think that, that probably did help that show to just be like, hey, it's a new show, so we're just going to give it all to you. And, you know, you can watch as much of it as you want to see if you if you like it. Because I, like, I feel like that might be a good model for a lot of these new shows because a lot of the new shows kind of struggle with trying to, especially new comedies. I feel Mm. like, you know, my theory is you have to watch at least six episodes of a comedy to see if it ever finds its legs. And um, so maybe that's something that more comedies can try is to just kind of be like, here is six episodes of our comedy and see if you like it. And if not, cool, thanks for watching. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Another another thumb. Yeah. <laughs> See, 70, 70% of me agrees with you, and then 30% of me is like, well, the thing about Netflix is, if you're binging something and then you get tired of it, you can watch something else on Netflix. But if you're watching something on a network that's binging and it's it's the only thing that's playing and you don't want to watch it anymore, then you go to another network, which is exactly what networks try to avoid, so... Yeah. So as good as it might be for the shows, I think the networks themselves probably won't be as into it all the time. But I mean, reason. if you if you think about it, I feel like the way we watch TV now, the way we watch even network and cable TV is very different. You know, it's all kind of DVR yeah. and on demand, right? So I yeah. feel like with that show, they just kind of put it all out there and they said, "Hey, you can like DVR it or watch it all on demand. Like the whole season will be on demand." you know, the next day. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of their way of trying to I see what you're saying. Do that. Um that's really I feel ya. that's really the only one I could think of though. And that's I think the only I don't and I don't think that like NBC or ABC or Fox or anybody could do that just because they are they have their their lineups pretty stacked, you know, so they Yeah. They can't really do like a binging marathon of something. No. TBS has some shuffle room. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim Gaffigan can wait. You know? <laughs> They've only got Conan, right? So it's like, ah, just yeah. put it on before Conan. <laughs> just put a 24-hour binge on before Conan. <laughs> oh, that's good. Anyway, um, so that was kind of my feelings on just Netflix in general. Well, I agreed with you for the most part, yeah. <laughs> well, as you should. Some of, some of it was stupid. <laughs> okay, do we have anything else that we want to say about Stranger Things or Netflix? Just that if you haven't watched it, I really recommend at least giving it a try. Because um, really, that first episode really grabbed me. Yeah. So... Really, you'll know within one episode whether or not it's the show for you. Yeah. So for just sure. yeah, go and give it a try because it's really really good. Yeah, I agree. And like, yeah, I think I think with that one you only need one episode because they give yeah. they're really good about giving you an instant feel for the characters and the story, and it's spooky and cool and definitely go give that one a watch if you haven't already and if you have and want to talk to us about it you can find us at fangirly.com or on facebook or uh what's our email again that i always forget sorry it's really like a labor-intensive email it's (laughs) 
fangirly fangirls at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> if you get a bounce back, find us at fangirly.com. And <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Or if that goes to like some, you know, Slovakian uh, porn site. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we are sorry. <laughs> also, we're sorry slash not that sorry because I'm hilarious. <laughs> Tell us about it, because we want to know what the Slovakian porn site called Fangirly Fangirls has to say about Stranger Things. Um, so Stranger yeah. Things would be a great porn name. <laughs> it's already set up for that, yeah. Um, let's, let's get away from that topic, because I feel like okay. that will head into innuendo territory that I am sometimes too comfortable getting into. Um <laughs> So, Whitney, I understand that you have a Netflix-themed game for us to play. You understand correctly. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know if you've ever been on Netflix. I cannot believe I, I just have. said that. <laughs> <laughs> that was easily the stupidest thing I've ever said. So, Ellen, I know for a fact that you've been on Netflix. <laughs> yes, and, I have. And I'm gonna assume that you've read the taglines that they have for each show and movie. Uh, no, um, but yeah, continue. Oh, they're like, well, when you hover your mouse over one of the shows or whatever, a tagline will pop up and it's like one or two sentences very briefly describing the show. And so what I have is a collection of taglines and I'm going to read you the tagline and you have to guess what movie goes with it. I'm not going to give you options either. You just like, you have to like, <sighs> okay. you got to cold cut this. Are these all things that are currently on Netflix? Yes, and I'm fairly certain that they're all things that you've seen, okay, or at least are vaguely familiar with. And they're all movies, right? There's no TV shows. Well, there's a couple of TV shows. Just deal okay, with it. okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> yes. Are you ready? Yeah. Shall we rock and roll? Let's rock and roll. Oh, is that a tagline, okay. or are you saying that to me? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just asking you if you're ready. <laughs> yes, we shall rock and roll. Okay, tagline okay. number one, just so Ellen's clear. Uh, <laughs> true love is stronger than treacherous cliffs, fire pits, and giant rats. But how does it stack up against death? Princess Bride. Gosh, damn it, that was good. <laughs> I thought this was going to be harder. Okay, noted. Well, that one's easy. I mean... Well, I tried to make it easy at first, you dingus. I wasn't okay, trying okay. to... Okay, Jeez, okay. whatever. So, go it's ahead. the last time I tried it. Anyway. <laughs> the next one is love, laughter, and the best friends you could ask for. Just like real life, but with really nice apartments. Friends? Dang it! Okay. <laughs> Crab nabbit, Ellen. Is it friends? Yes, it's friends! Okay. Could you suck at this more, please, for my sake? No, I'm just really good. Well, now you're definitely going to get this next one. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Can a family's patties pave the way to success? Not if the kids have anything to do with it. <laughs> Bob's Burgers! Uh, no, it's actually House of Cards. <laughs> that would be yes. weird, but yeah, continue. <laughs> yes, it's Bob's Burgers. Okay. Um, this one would be trickier. Are you ready? Okay. Thought he was down for the count. He's just getting started. But so is a new crew of supervillains. Hmm. Hmm. Thought he was down for the count. <laughs> supervillains. Ellen, you look perplexed. I am perplexed. Is it a movie or a TV show? Can you tell me that? It's a TV show. Do you concede? Is it like The Flash or something? No, it's not like The Flash or something. <laughs> okay, I don't know what it is. I don't know why I'm goading you. I think I'm just excited that you didn't get one <laughs> right away. <laughs> Are you ready? It's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, wow! Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but I don't think um, of that show as like being Coulson about specific. Yeah, no, I know. Well, I wonder if they wrote it, because, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised, too, which is why I put it up there, because I was, she'll never get this one. 
Yeah. So. That's a weird tagline for that show. But I don't I don't it agree is pretty with weird. that. I'm going to have to contact their marketing department. Anyway, continue. It worked for my purposes, so. Yeah. Whatever. Um, okay, try this next one. When the rest of the country took a historic hit, they came up with a scheme to get way ahead. Uh, the big short. Damn it, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put those thumbs down. Okay. You're not gonna get this next one because I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> For the record, though, it is something that I have seen, so... Okay, so is... it's gonna be a stupid horror movie, I'm sure of it. Well... Judge for yourself. Okay. <laughs> the tagline is, Happy little trees, happy little clouds. This soft-spoken artist's world is a wonderful place to be. Bob Ross. Dang it, Ellen! <laughs> <laughs> I have seen some of that. I watched some of it on Netflix recently. <laughs> what is your damage? <laughs> Honestly, I watch that every time I need to take a nap. It is a good napping show. Also, it really yeah. makes you want to paint. Like, I watch it, and I'm like, I could do that. Oh, these little bees and little scallops and... <laughs> I think we should maybe consider getting into oil painting. Um, let's do it. When we live together, we are going to do a Bob Ross painting. Done. Instead of my... Instead of... <laughs> Of my Captain America poster, we can put up our crappy Bob Ross. Our- <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna live in Happy Cloud City. <laughs> mm, this one, next one might be a little bit tougher because I'm I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I'm I'm fairly certain that you have. Okay. okay. So it says a brooding heart beats furiously for an elite lady with a snobbish fiance. Passion trumps properness every time. That's every romantic comedy ever. <laughs> no, but okay, do you want me to give you hints? Okay. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Read it to me again. Ugh, okay. A brooding heart beats furiously for an elite lady with a snobbish fiancé. Passion trumps properness every time. Is it, like, Dangerous Liaisons or something? No! Sorry, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to get so mad. <laughs> he's no, in that! <laughs> Isn't he? I think he's in that. Well, it's not, like, my left foot, either. Jeez, Ellen, <laughs> use your brain. Well, that could that could sort of work for <laughs> the plot line of that, I think. Anyway, continue. Okay, so what well, is it? Well, it's not. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Room with a View. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Was, Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I haven't seen Dangerous oh. Liaisons either. Um, I oh. <laughs> That's misleading, then. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis was in that, though. Anyway. Yeah, he plays Helena Bottom Carter's boyfriend in the beginning. Buffriend. Buffriend. She ends up with Julian Sands, so rest <sighs> easy. But... Spoiler alert. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you don't need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next one. Vicious words, deadly pranks, and pretty little suicide notes. Welcome to the most popular clique in school. Is it Pretty Little Liars or something? No, it's not Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Gossip Girl? I don't know why I'm being so snappy with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it's not Gossip Girl. Heathers? Yes! Oh, yay! Oh, good job! <laughs> uh, this one you'll definitely get. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Making out, sudden motorcycle chases, sweater fondling, the most accurate 80s summer camp movie ever made. <laughs> what, Hot American Summer? Yes. Okay. Sorry. How many more 80s summer camp movies uh, have you seen? A whole lot, Whitney. That's like a whole genre. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yeesh. Okay. A small town grocery grocery store clerk is beset by duty to his family and the pangs of love and possibility. Read it to me again. <laughs> A small town grocery store clerk is beset by duty to his family 
and the pang of love and possibility. I have no idea. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Oh. Okay. <laughs> this is what happens when you let me I be was, in charge of the game. Yeah, I was I was envisioning that being a father, so oh, I no. would not have gotten he's, that. He's kind of the father figure of that family. Yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. It's also been a long time since I've seen that movie. That, that's true. Oh, I was gonna quote that movie really quick, but the only quotes I remember are like Offensive. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Yeah. So we'll just like, skip I over that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe okay. when we stop recording, I'll give you my Ernie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next one. Getting in the ring may be his family's last chance, but it's not long before the whole country is leaning on him. Some rocky That's movie, it. I'm sure. <laughs> it's no. No, Ellen, it's not some Rocky movie. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said some Rocky movie. Is it Creed? No, it's not Creed. Creed is not on Netflix. Gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's Cinderella Man. Oh, okay. Who even are you? <laughs> well, it's it's a boxing movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's a box. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need, okay, I need a minute and then I'll be good. Okay. <laughs> okay, next one. I don't know if you're going to get this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. In a small town populated solely by kids brandishing scythes, adults are welcome into open graves. <laughs> like children of the corn or something? Yeah! <laughs> Woo! That's a thumbs up moment. That was good. All right. Um, Ellen, you did really well. I actually didn't keep track of how well I you did, either. but I'm sure you did fine. <laughs> I think I got more right than I got wrong, right? I think that's true. Okay. Yeah. I was impressed. I, I don't know where dangerous liaisons came from, but yeah. Well, I don't know where a room with a view came from. <laughs> Sorry, it's only been on Netflix for like 10 years. Well, My bad. I don't know every movie that's on Netflix, Whitney. Ugh. I'm sorry. Okay, so that was me and Whitney yelling at each other over Netflix <laughs> taglines. Um, if you have found a particularly good Netflix tagline that you would like to share with us, contact us at, e- at that email address that we don't remember. <laughs> Or come find us at fangirling.com. That's probably your best bet. <laughs> you can for sure get in contact with us at fangirly.com. So go with that. If you're feeling adventurous, try us at our email. <laughs> it's like Russian roulette with contacting us. <laughs> Okay. Okay. This has been me and Whitney giggling the entire time. Uh, I'm Ellen. And I'm Whitney. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. It's the Fan Girly Show.